0: This episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club, and I know I know another ad, right? But I personally use Dollar Shave Club all the time and have been using them for years. Uh, I remembered I would always buy the disposable razors, and I would they wouldn't last. They would cut you, and then when you would get the more expensive ones, they they were just really expensive, and you had to keep buying them until I came across Dollar Shave Club. Then, you know, it changed the game forever with razors. And now they offer way more than just razor. They offer skincare products, hair care products, hair stuff, gel, pomade, you name it. They offer a whole variety of different products. I mean, you don't believe me, go give them a try and then you'll love them. Click the link in each episode and or our bio and you'll love them. You're going to be helping the podcast or if you want to help the podcast too, if you're, if you go over to Anchor FM, there's a donation button. You can sign up, donate every month. Uh, Thank you guys to the people who have signed up and continue to donate. I, I truly appreciate it. So click the link, go check out Dollar Shave Club and let's get into your episode. This moments? your boy, the one with the scarface. Your boy, Scarface. And today we got a special COVID uh, episode. And today I had to bring back Fernando since he was asked to be, or people wanted him. They liked the, they liked how he sounded on the podcast. So you're gonna hear a lot more of Fernando as long as he's not hungover the next day. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm just joking. Don't call
1: me out like that. <laughs> and then Are we, we also, starting? Have,
2: oh, there you to call out people.
1: <laughs> oh, you, oh, we want to talk about calling out people. No, I don't oh. think
2: so. I think we're pretty good. Oh, right Okay, now. I, I, yeah, I think we're chill.
1: <laughs> we'll sneak
0: it in later, and we have a special guest today. Uh, she's. Uh, w- I have a hard time pronouncing it. W- what is it that you? I'm,
2: I'm a phlebotomist.
0: Okay. Yeah. See, there you go. A what?
2: A phlebotomist.
0: At a, Ermac. A phlebotomist. Phlebotomist.
2: Mm-hmm. I draw blood professionally. Oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because when I saw that, I was like, uh, "How do you say that?" And then I looked it up, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll have her. I'll have her do that." For and sure. uh, so uh, okay. usually I have polls... And, you know, you were mentioned on there and people wanted to have a COVID and what a better time than a lot of states are actually lifting their uh, mask mandates and things like that. So, I mean, we'll get into that. I want people to get to know you first. So are you originally from Idaho Falls?
2: Yes, I am. My parents are from Guanajuato. They're from Mexico. But I was born and raised here mm-hmm. and I've lived in Rigby my whole life. Um, I went to college. I went to USU my freshman year and I started to I started my career down there. I started with public health, but that didn't work out for me very well. So then I started dedicating myself to finding what I wanted to yeah, what I go. wanted to focus on and I found health science. So that honestly was probably the best degree I could work on because it showed me and, te- and taught me so many things about how to integrate myself into the community, how to teach um, the community, learn more about the science behind um, the medical field, not just, you know, organic chemistry, physics, biology, not just what I need in order to, to get into medical school, but um, it was so much more integrative than, than I thought. So that's what I, that's what I studied. Now I have my bachelor's in health science, and I am planning to apply to medical school and trying to make myself the best applicant I can because my goal, my end goal is to become an ER physician.
0: Okay. And wow. Yeah, right? That's crazy. That's awesome. So how long is that schooling?
2: So first you have to do a bachelor's, at least a bachelor's, you can do a doctorate or a master's after that. Um, But then medical school is four years. And then ER medicine is another two or three years of residency.
0: So you have, like, if you're going to, if you get accepted into this uh, field, you have six years?
2: About seven
0: left. About seven? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. And seven. how long,
1: sorry, how long have you done school for? Right, four.
2: Right. four. Four, okay. my bachelor's. Mm-hmm.
0: So four, and then now another four. And, and then, then another, your another. residency.
2: Mm-hmm. So the oh. next four years um, in medical school, you're a, you're a medical student. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in residency, you're a resident doctor. So.
0: Dang, that's a lot of schooling. I'm, is? I'm over here getting fed up with the four years that I have been well I've done. And <laughs> yeah. and then you said you have a, a little bit left, don't you? Yeah, I have like two years yeah, left. Yeah, two years left. Yeah. Would you do seven years? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I would, so that's awesome that she's doing that. What made you decide because you said you draw blood professionally. Like, what made you decide that?
2: So um, in high school, I took my CNA class. So I was when I decided I wanted to become a doctor, it was early on in my high school career. So in order to get experience and start getting myself involved in the medical field, I got my CNA license. Mm-hmm. Then I started working at an assisted living down in Utah. And then when I moved back to Idaho, I started working at Teton Post Acute Care, which is a rehab facility here in town. And that's where I spent my last three years of college. I was a CNA. I learned so many things, but um, I decided I wanted more. I mm. wanted to learn more. I wanted to get into a hospital setting. So then after that, I started looking to jobs I could I could do during you know I could get a certification or anything during college because mm. obviously I can't you know just switch to paramedic or something yeah. else if I'm already in my degree. So I looked into phlebotomy and took the course. It was a six-week course, 100 bucks. So happy I did it. I got a job at EIRMEC after I graduated from ISU, and I've been there ever since, and I am so happy. I mean, the learning experience and the, the way you incorporate yourself into the healthcare team in order to diagnose a patient, to help the doctors diagnose a patient, to treat the patient. I mean, it's it's been such an amazing learning opportunity for me.
0: And, and, and I feel like uh, if... You- If you're already like uh, in a hospital, is it a lot easier to get into medical school because you have the other doctors helping you out? I mean, if you're a good candidate for it.
2: Absolutely. I honestly I think I have met some amazing doctors that have helped me, you know, mentor me. Mm-hmm. More than anything, you have to find people you can trust, and I have found some really, really nice doctors who have helped mentor me and walk me through the application process and tell me their stories of when they applied, and it's it's been really good. It's been really good for me. It doesn't necessarily make you make it easier for you to get in, mm-hmm. but it gives you more feedback on get connecting with people yeah. and getting the experience because you have to you have to know what you're getting into when you're going to go into medical school. So living through a pandemic, working in a hospital setting, in a trauma-to-level um, center, mm-hmm. burnt with a burn unit, you know. Irma has all that to offer, and me being involved in all that has definitely helped, and I've learned a lot. So I can put that on a pa- piece of paper when I apply to medical school, and they can see the amount of things I have learned.
1: Hands-on
0: experience more
2: than anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like that's a major, you know, role in uh, – you can't teach experience, you know what I mean? Like you can only teach, you can go and learn whatever you want from a course, but experience is like a whole, whole different skill, you can say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And you have to go out and look for, for that experience yourself because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, I wouldn't be working in the medical field if I wouldn't have looked for these opportunities. Okay. So.
0: And then, uh, I mean, we'll get into it because, you know, we have people who had questions. We're We're still in the middle of a pandemic, kind of no uh, yeah absolutely um so and then a lot of states have lifted their their man, mask mandate and I feel like other states are going to follow along with that um so you were working at airmac right mm-hmm. while this is going on when did you guys start catching wind of this virus
2: definitely um early last year so what when was the first case in Idaho I think it was around March so that was in Boise. And then around April, we started de- seeing cases mm-hmm. from – different because we were one of the biggest hospitals in the area. So we started seeing them from patients from Jackson, patients from, you know, these little other hospitals from Arco and um, Swan Valley. We started getting patients from all over, and that's when we started seeing seeing this. And we – you know, the whole – culture of the hospital changed overnight. I mean, from not wearing masks to not wearing any gowns or any face shields to wearing masks every day, getting screened at the door. Mm-hmm. And I mean the precautions that were placed to keep the patients safe, to keep the staff safe, to keep the visitors safe were amazing.
0: So you said you said it changed like overnight? Mm-hmm. Like overnight all of a sudden you, you're looking you walk in with the hazmat suit?
2: No, pretty, no, as, with a mask, with a mask, just with a mask. Um, they take off like, those
1: bees suits, You know,
2: She <laughs> <laughs> starts looking like an astronaut the, in that's there. That's the
1: wrong suit. Everywhere. They send her
0: back home. That's <laughs> the wrong, <laughs> yo, wrong suit. Go home. Go change. Go
2: change. That's not. That's not gonna work. No. So,
0: at first, it was just masks.
2: At first, it was just masks. Because mm-hmm. I know
0: I, I saw some of your stories. You're you're wearing a lot more than masks. Mm-hmm, but that. that was
2: when, yeah, no, absolutely. But that was when we would go into the COVID unit. So with patients, you wear your your mask and your face shield, but When you go into the COVID patient um, halls or wards or whatever, you have to wear more than that. You have to wear a PAPR. You have to wear your N95. And by PAPR, I mean the PAPR hood, a gown, Mm -hmm. the respirator. You know, you got the oxygen flowing, the air flowing through you. So
0: So when the whole virus is coming up, right? Because I want people to... Well, I'm also curious. Were they like, hey, we're, we have to have a meeting, there's something serious going on? Is there like a, there's this virus, it's actually really, it's really bad? Like, wh- what was going on, like, when you guys first heard about it?
2: At least as far as the lab goes, we started getting a lot of questions of testing. Uh, because I work, in The a phlebotomist works in the lab, so we started getting questions of testing. How, how are we going to know if it's the flu, if it's COVID? Um, what are the testing, you know, is it going to be a swab, is it going to be a blood test? So that was a lot of the questions that we got as far as the lab goes. Um, administration they had their own meetings of what we're gonna do. How you know, no visitors were were allowed into the hospital for a while. Um, now one one visitor per patient. But as far as far as that goes, we started seeing changes overnight. Um, depending on what the you know the CEO and all the important O's decided to do with the hospital, and we just have to follow.
0: Okay, and you said it was around March when you.
2: March April. Mm-hmm.
0: To me, it really didn't hit me because in the beginning, you're here. Oh, it's happening over here. It's mm-hmm. happening over there. Because Idaho was one of the last, last states mm-hmm. to yeah. actually get a confirmed case. So you're it's really not hitting you, you know. Um, so I'm more of like, ah, it's, like it's not that big, big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. But then, like, all of a sudden, they're... Hey, they're they're closing um, stores now, or and, like people are dying, and like they're reporting all these news. But at the same time, I'm like, are they? Is the media overhyping it or mm-hmm. making it seem super scary? Because sometimes they they report like non like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like they overhype stuff up. They're saying, oh, millions are dying, but
1: uh, are they? You know. Yeah. So did, did you notice too that when like the media stopped? confirming cases everything kind of calmed down yeah so like they'll be they would be posting every single day like x amount confirmed mm-hmm. x amount died and then when they stopped everything just kind of calmed down so the media has a lot to do with it i think
0: yeah yeah
1: i don't know that's just how what i saw
0: so yeah i agree with you you know what i mean cuz they were posting like oh
1: this oh people freak out
0: everyone's taking the toilet paper everyone's like doing <laughs> yeah. this and so you freak out you're like oh shit like i'm not going to have toilet paper like <laughs> Let me go get some toilet paper. And then you
2: need to go buy toilet paper and then, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like it it just caused a whole panic. Luckily enough, I never had to stop working because we were essential because we supply to uh, like law enforcement, uh, EMS, like first responders, all this, the army as well. So we kept working. So that's why I think it never hit actually hit me as hard as like other people because I remember we're about like almost the one year where they, they actually shut down for the first time, right? Yeah, oh, isn't it, like yeah. late March, March. late yeah. March, absolutely. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I keep seeing uh, on Instagram, they keep posting those memes like it's that one year anniversary <laughs> when, <laughs> I, literally, I our world got turned upside down because like, this is something I've never experienced, or I'm um, not even my parents. So, um, so th- they're they're talking about like you know the virus. When did you find out how bad it can affect c- certain people?
2: I think it was very early on, um, because of the rec- because of the field I'm in, I I'm very curious of the thing, so I did my own research, and yeah, you start seeing um, doctors start start doing research and posting their articles, publishing their their articles and their findings, and you see, um, oh, it can stop their heart, it can cause respiratory arrest, it can um, make their blood clot, and they can throw a clot somewhere, and you know it it's going to be bad it can get very bad in some patients mm-hmm. and so we didn't start seeing you know very severe cases early on you know it wasn't like terrible but when we did um and i don't remember what month it was exactly it might have been april or may and our our intensive care unit you know we started getting some some critical patients and it starts getting scary. It starts getting real. And when you have to go in there and draw blood because the doctors need to know what's going on with them. And you have to put on that paper for the first time and go in to see that patient. And you know that that might be the last time they speak to you. That that might be the last time they're breathing. It's very scary. It was a very scary situation since the very beginning. And now, now, obviously, you know, it's still, it's still a very delicate situation. But um, because the COVID patients don't, mm-hmm. you can't have visitors. You know, the COVID patient cannot have visitors at all. I draw their blood once, twice a day. Every single day I'm, I'm dealing with COVID patients. So when I go in there, I'm their visitor. Yeah. I am in there drawing their blood maybe for, you know, five minutes or whatever it is. I'm their visitor. I like to ask them questions about how they're feeling. Um, if if they feel any better from yesterday, have they talked to their family over the phone? Questions like, you know, small talk, because who knows if they'll ever get another visitor, if they're going to leave the hospital. And it's it's a very lonely, it's a heart-wrenching situation to, to go into the COVID halls and and see the COVID patients. Because one day, you know, I'll go, I'll work one week and I'll see the patient. And then the next week they're in the t- intensive care unit and they end up passing away. And their family was never able to say goodbye. So as, as almost- a healthcare team, we have to play that role of being empathetic and being there for them and not giving up on that patient and be their family, be there with them until their last breath, basically. And it's, and it's been very scary and it's been heart-wrenching, but it's also so worth it to see COVID patients recover and walk out of the hospital when you thought they weren't.
1: I th- that's I think that's very rewarding to be honest is what you know especially it's a patient that you personally worked with um but did you ever run into a situation where you were working with a patient and unfortunately like they passed away
2: Oh like, absolutely what was that
1: like Absolutely what, what were the emotions uh,
2: You know that's a, that's a really hard that's a really hard question because um I can think of several, I mean, this happens, this has been happening all year. Um, They'll come into the emergency room, you know, you got your little old lady, super cute, she's having a hard time breathing, and they diagnose her with COVID. So now she gets admitted into the hospital, Um, she's not critical, she just needs a little bit of oxygen and and some antiviral medication, and and she starts feeling better some days, and then... Mm -hmm. Something happens inside of her, and she throws a clot, and now she has a cardiac arrest. You know, her heart has stopped. Whoa. And, you know, the medical team is obviously going to perform CPR and intubate if, she, if those are her wishes. And she ends up, let's say she ends up in the intensive care unit. Yeah. And she's intubated, and her family's like, no, you know what? it's okay we can let her go um th- this is hypothetical you know this is not sure. a real patient but let's say the family decides to let her go and now she has passed away this happens way too many times especially with the elderly patients it's going to be a bad. hard time to recover for them after intubation yeah. no matter no matter your age your gender it's going to be hard after you get intubated your the machine is breathing for you so after intubation it's a really hard recovery.
1: And what's intubation for? Just for those who don't know,
2: that is when a machine is breathing for you. Mm-hmm. So you get a tube put down your throat, and you get sedated. So you, um, you're basically in a medically induced coma.
0: So at that point. that's what they call like when you're in a vegetable stat. Like they call it. Is that what they call it? That you're no almost idea. like a like like a vegetable. Like you're you're there, but you're
2: um, you can't. Maybe. Um, sometimes, I mean, you can be brain dead mm-hmm. and still the machine is breathing for you, but there's no one in there. You know, there's your, your heart is working, but yeah. no one is in inside of you basically, yeah. but no medically induced coma. You're still there. You're still alive. Um, the machine's breathing for you. They've got medications to keep you, um, comfortable and yeah, I mean that, that's what intubation is.
0: Oh, dang. I, What you mentioned earlier, I didn't really even think about it, is that a lot of these patients are actually in it, they they pass away by themselves, you know what I mean? Usually, like, you have, you get sick, you go to the hospital, your family goes and visits you, you Mm -hmm. get flowers, you know, the whole nine yards, but now, you don't even get that, you just get a room to yourself. A room to
2: yourself, yeah, I mean, and it's an isolated hall Mm -hmm. when when you're in a COVID COVID unit, because obviously, we want to keep the other patients safe. Mm-hmm. So it's you're completely isolated. You got your nurses in there that you bar- you can barely see their face because they're covered up to from their head to their toes. We're completely covered. And and, and it's a sad situation. It's it's been really, really difficult to visit these patients. And I don't I, you know I as a phlebotomist I deal with basically all the COVID patients in the hospital mm-hmm. because every single one of them is gonna need their blood drawn at some point during their stay. So, just just seeing how the progress they progress and get better or get worse is has been such a learning opportunity for me, oh, and it's made you deal with death and dying and recovery and it's, it's so, a lot of emotions for sure.
0: So let's go back a little bit because, yeah. like I mentioned earlier, we were one of the last states to get start getting COVID like statewide. How did you feel as soon as we, you had, or we had a confirmed case here in like Eastern Idaho?
2: So when we first got the case in, I think it was Boise, actually, the very first one, my friend and I, he's also a pre-med student Mm -hmm. at ISU. We both want to become physicians. We got together and we're like, well, there's a lot of information out there. Um, A lot of misleading information, a lot of good information from the CDC, but Where's the Spanish information? What are we going to do to try to educate the the Hispanic community in our in our area? Mm-hmm. So we got together, we did some research, we put together some live Facebook videos, and try to inform the community on what COVID is, what it does to your body, how to get medical attention, what to do because back in the day you had to call your your provider first before you could go in in case you did have symptoms. They could protect themselves, um, and what we knew up to that point, you know, the mask mandates and all of that fun stuff, of who, what was closing, who was essential, who was not essential, and that's what him and I did, and it was more than anything for me, it was how to get information out there for other people to know what I know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I remember doing back in the day.
1: I remember seeing uh, the, you guys doing that, actually, and I thought it was really good that, you know, a lot of, especially more our parents, you know, they see a lot of stuff on the news, and they believe right away. Oh, like yeah. A lot of it could be yeah. fake. Yeah. And so I thought it was really cool that you guys did that. I mean, obviously, you probably didn't reach a whole lot of people. Um, but the people that you did reach, I thought it was awesome just because... It, it, it's a good idea to, to educate our parents. Oh, thank
2: you. Thank you. Yeah, more than anything, the the adult population. You know, yeah. our peers, maybe they would have understood some of it, but I think more than anything, our parents were the ones that were worried. Exactly. And especially for their jobs, too. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah,
0: see, my mom was, she was watching the news, right? Anything they said, she was like, hey, like this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, ah, don't believe everything, Mom. But the reason she was freaking out is because my dad, you know, he he has some, like, health issues, and that was the biggest thing in the beginning for me, too, not to go out, try to avoid people. I remember, uh, like, I wouldn't go out and do anything, like, because I didn't want to infect my dad. You know, I didn't want to be the one, because I know he, he has, like I said, he has uh, underlying health issues. And uh, so the, I was glad you were doing that and reaching people like my like my mom. Um, I mean, she didn't get to see it, but I, I showed it to her. Mm-hmm. I showed it to her because it's more relatable, because it's local, it's somebody... Uh, from inside the hospital and it's not, it's not the media because okay. they're just going to report you, whatever they're going to report you or whatever's going to get those views essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Get
2: that publicity for sure. And you know, that wasn't our goal. We did it on our, on our personal Facebook and mm-hmm. just for our close circle of friends. And, and yeah, we did get a lot of shares and, and it, the information that we shared back then is probably still relevant. Now we know some things have changed, but COVID is still causing the same symptoms. Um, the the regulations and the protocols you should follow with social distancing masks washing your hands all of that still applies so it's it's information that that is you know good proper health public health information
1: and speaking of fake news what was like the biggest like myth of COVID that you heard that, that was absolutely fake. That was just ridiculous. Oh, she has a few because she just rolled her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Put her hand on her hip and everything. <laughs> Let's,
2: which one's the first one? No. Um, I think, honestly, the vaccine. Has been one of the biggest. Um, and.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, hold up, hold up. What do you mean by that? Yeah, vaccine?
2: no, I mean all the things that they're saying about the vaccine. Oh, okay. Of all the side effects and everything that oh, can come. Oh, no, not, like it didn't not work. the vaccine. I was you know, like, whoa,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Vaccine <laughs> not, not working? Or? No, no, no. I mean You're all, all third on. You're
2: going to start popping a third eye? No, no, absolutely not. I mean all the myths and. and you know, people who have no science background, um, are not doing their research. They're just getting their information off of social media and posting and elaborating on their own ideas Mm -hmm. and freaking other people out because other people are reading this and they're trying, they want to believe that this is a bad vaccine. Even though a year ago they were like, where's the vaccine? Why aren't they rushing? Why aren't we getting the vaccine quicker? Mm -hmm. And now that we do have it, people are obviously, you know, it was, it was very, it was developed very quickly, but, um, they have their doubts. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 absolutely. People have their doubts, and and it's good to question. You know, even mm-hmm. us, um, in the medical field, we it's we we have to question these things. But then you have to do your own research. You have to look into what the studies have shown. You mm-hmm. know, the clinical studies and what phase they are in. Pfizer and Moderna have published all of their all of their papers, and um, if you go in and see, they're highly effective. Yeah, they're going to have side effects, but because every vaccine is going to have side effects,
1: right? Even the it, flu shot vaccine. Yeah.
2: Exactly, exactly. And the and do you have any? Do you guys have any questions about the vaccine? Can we start getting into that topic?
1: Uh, I mean, you, so, I had asked you, you know, what was the biggest myth? But I, do you the
2: want? Vaccine? No, yeah, yeah we, the,
1: we we can stick on the vaccine for a little bit because yeah, I, I also have. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I have some questions on that. Do you? One is it effective, and would you get it? Yeah. even like say someone like uh, we'll say Joe right here like there's no Joe say he got the he got covid right let's say i had covid let's, example, let's like, say for let's say Nana i had, had COVID.
1: covid and i was like hey i need to get a vaccine and i, I had to no w-
0: would he need it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. even after having covid like would he still need it
2: right yeah so to answer the first part of your question the cdc and all the all the literature shows that it is highly effective the vaccine is highly effective to help you prevent getting infected from the COVID-19 virus. Now, would you have to get the vaccine if you have already had COVID? That, yes, you should, because study there's not enough information to show how long natural immunity lasts in your body after you've been infected with COVID. So, I mean, it could be from three months to a whole year to mm-hmm. two weeks. You don't know how long your natural immunity is going to last. However, with the COVID vaccine, you know that you're going to have the first dose and the second dose, and you're going to be you're gonna be you're gonna be protected from the COVID virus.
0: Now, how long does that last?
2: That's a good question. They are still there are still ongoing studies for that, but it's longer than they they think it's it's. They postulate that it's longer than natural immunity.
1: Does protected mean that you don't get it again, or does it mean that you can't spread it?
2: No, protected means that you are. It's more unlikely for you to get reinfected with
1: it. Oh, okay.
2: Well, since you have, you know, we're saying you already had yeah, it. I would had have it. it yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, so protected it's like the it's like the flu, you know. You're sure. going to be protected. It's going to be less likely for you to oh, well to that, get it. Even if yeah. you are infected, you're already going to have that. You're going to build up that immune response for your body to fight it off. Mm-hmm. So your symptoms are going to be a lot less.
0: Wow. So what about someone like myself? I rarely get the flu. I don't get the mm-hmm. flu shot and I haven't had COVID. Is that something like someone like myself should even think about or just keep doing what I'm doing? Like?
2: No, I, I think you should, I mean, it's completely up to you, but, um, the COVID vaccine, you don't know if you're going to get infected with COVID just being here, you know, one of us can walk in with COVID and infect you. So you, and plus you don't know how your body's going to react with it. Mm -hmm. What if you're one of those few that feels a fever and you're fine, you Mm -hmm. know, but what if you're not, what if you're one of those that needs to get hospitalized? Mm -hmm. I think the benefits of the vaccine definitely outweigh the, the side effects.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, I mean, that was up in like, I, w- I was thinking about that. I rarely get the flu. I don't get the flu shot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so do, do I just wait? Which I, which I am going to do, just wait, like let other people who need it, need it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Cause, uh, is, and that leads me to, is it true that people who are constantly working out and things like that, like have a stronger immune system? Are less likely to get it.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So why I close mean, the gyms <laughs> for real. Very good question. Not my gym. I don't know about Mine closed <laughs> early last year, sadly. Yeah, um, definitely. If you if you work out, if you eat properly, if you sleep well, if you drink your water, all of that is going to build a stronger immune system naturally against anything, against cardiac disease, against lung disease, against kidney um, cancers. You know, all of this is going working out all. Anything healthy you do is going to make your immune system stronger. So, um, should you get the vaccine? Completely up to you. But someone like you should still definitely consider getting the vaccine because you don't know how your body's going to react if you or are ever going to get infected with mm-hmm. with COVID.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well,
1: interesting. Yeah, that is actually super interesting. I think there's a lot of uh, opinions on the vaccine, and there's always going to be. Um, just like, well,
0: and yeah, just like in anything, there's always like the, the conspiracy, like for everything and yeah. people are coming up saying that, uh, you're going to get sick. It's going to give it to you. They're, they're putting, uh, the worst one I heard is like, they're putting some sort of tracking device in you like yeah. when you get the COVID vaccine. Like, oh, it's absolutely,
2: just, because we don't already have phones and other electronic devices. Right. Yeah. You did, you know? did you
0: see what Elon Musk said about that? That we were practically already a cyborg just because, Anywhere you go, you have your phone on you and yeah. that's like almost an extension and soon they're thinking about installing like some sort of thing on, like, in, like, in your body. And so... That would be absolutely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. W- w- would you do something like that? No. Like <laughs> yeah, that's that's cr- just, yeah that's I'll just crazy. stick to my phone. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's too wild for me. So, take the vaccine if, if it's something... I mean, hopefully everybody eventually takes it and if you're scared would you recommend like start working out cuz i heard it especially in like heavier set people that it's it maybe a little bit worse on them
2: oh absolutely obesity is probably one of the leading causes well it, do, it doesn't make you just contract um yeah. get covid you know if, but if you are infected with covid being obese makes you susceptible to so many other things pneumonia and cardiac arrest your heart can stop well naturally because you're you're on the heavier side and so definitely, if you, if you have the opportunity to get the vaccine, you should, because it's going to lead us to get back to a what we knew as a normal life. More of us are going to have immunity against it. We're going to be able to lift mask mandates because more people are going to be immunized mm-hmm. against COVID. And so definitely, I, in my opinion, I got it. My first dose, I had a sore arm. Um, I worked out that day and it was it was fine. They do recommend you to work out or exercise your arm mm-hmm. after getting the vaccine. Um, my second dose, I had a little bit of chills, a little bit of a body ache for the rest of the day after my vaccine, and I was fine. There are some people that have had um, myalgias, which is muscle pain, arthralgias, which is joint pain, fever, chills, anything like that. But that's a normal immune response for your body, headache. Well,
0: especially if you put something into your arm or like wherever it, mm-hmm. it is that they
2: and that that brings up that brings up the I got the covid vaccine but I got covid. And there's no way because you're not getting infected with the inactive or or dead virus. Mm-hmm. That you are getting the how the covid vaccine Moderna and, and Pfizer are working is they're injecting you with special instructions on how to create the spike protein. So it's called mRNA messenger RNA mm-hmm. that they're injecting in you. So for your body, your body is going to take this messenger RNA and it's going to create little spike proteins like the ones on the coronavirus. And so when you are infected with with the uh, COVID, your body already has those spike spike protein molecules that are going to go on the on the Basically, it's like a mold of the spike protein. Mm -hmm. So when you are infected with COVID, the molds are already going to attack the COVID virus. The COVID. If that makes any sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's It's like a protection, basically. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, so you're not getting infected. You're not getting injected with the virus. It's just special instructions to create this protein. Just in case. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: She, wow. she started using terms. that I was like, I'm, I'm never going to hear these Dude, she <laughs> no, no, I was No, like, fo- I was following her. <laughs> me too,
1: but just the words.
0: <laughs> no, I was following her and I was like, I was thinking about every time you take like the biology or right, any, yes. any class like that, you're like, I'm never like going to. How many times did she study that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm never going to hear those words ever again. And then right now she's like, hit me with her Yeah. Like,
1: Shit,
2: it, RNA. Those classes dirty to day. me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to talk about this uh, article. Um, this is from the, from the New York Times. Um, and Diana, you probably heard about this. It says, health our health authorities are investigating the case of a Florida doctor who died from an unusually severe blood disorder 16 days after receiving the uh, coronavirus vaccine. He was 56 years old. He was a genius. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say this word.
2: We'll skip that word. The G. Oh, gynecologist. Yeah, (laughs) that That was very close. (laughs) Hey,
1: Edgar, you can can keep that in. (laughs) I'll I'll keep that one in.
2: (laughs) No, um, well, that's actually very interesting, and you're you're gonna hear all of these um, stories everywhere. Something strange. I I think that's interesting. I think definitely that's interesting. Now, was it caused by the COVID vaccine, or did he already have an underlying cause that um, was going to happen regardless if he got the vaccine or not?
1: I mean, I, this was published January 12th of this year and the title is doctor's death after COVID vaccine is being investigated. So I don't know if it's updated or not. Mm -hmm. I just remember that story and I pulled it up. So
2: yeah, no, I think, I think that's interesting, but there are so many details, you know, was, was the doctor already sick with some kind of blood disorder, you know, and he happened to get the COVID vaccine and something happened and it's not completely unrelated to the vaccine right. or maybe it is related to the vaccine. I think, I think it should be investigated.
0: Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm sure they didn't give all the details. And it comes back to when we were talking about the media earlier mm-hmm. that they're gonna, it made you click on the article, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Exactly. So they're gonna, they're gonna click you like, cause now they're like, Oh, we got him. You know, he's reading an article, he's seeing our ads. Mm -hmm. And so you never know because they're they're just going to report what they want to report, which is, it is interesting because I'm sure if somebody takes uh, the vaccine, it's going to react differently to everybody. You know, like I take it for some reason, it made me sick, you know, or something along those lines. But what else did I have going on with me? You know, it could have just spiked. You you know what I'm talking about? It could
2: have
1: just like, oh, like. Uh, intensified something else. Exactly,
2: remember. exactly.
1: What do you think can be like the biggest side effect that can come from the vaccine? Like, that's not good. I mean, you mentioned that you might have like a sore arm or something like that, mm-hmm. but is there anything much bigger than that?
2: No, no. Honestly, if, if your body is working like it should and producing an immune response, your second dose is probably going to be the one that you feel the most, such as um, muscle pain, And it could be, you know, from like after a good workout to, you know, a little bit more painful, joint pain, fever, chills, cough, definitely the sore arm. That's what I felt the most. I I couldn't, I could barely move my arm the next day. But honestly, um, if you feel anything abnormal that you haven't felt with like a flu vaccine or anything like that, talk to your doctor. It could be something strange and something that they need to report to be investigated, Mm -hmm. or it could be something normal. And yeah. depending on your immune system too, because if I get the yeah, vaccine, right. I'm probably you know I already got the vaccine and I felt fine. But let's say my mom who has an autoimmune disease, she gets the vaccine and she feels a little icky afterwards. Yeah. Um, we it could be attributed to her to her weakened immune system.
1: Right. And so. I mean, you you stay in shape too uh, and everything, so
2: mm-hmm. yeah. So I I definitely think that helps me mm-hmm. um, with and even. Even when I did get the COVID vaccine, I felt I felt good, you know. I felt um, it didn't affect me as much. But coworkers who are older and don't work out, you know, they felt it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They felt it. Nothing strange, but you know, chills at <coughs> night, fever. Um, I had some doctors post on their on their social media. They had to take ibuprofen and so to kind of help with the pain, yeah, pain and cause. the and the and the fever. So. so yeah.
0: I, I think anything COVID-related is, is going to scare people because this is something that's happened to none of us. You know, yeah. your our parents. I mean, there was, like, before there was a swine flu, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as bad. I think there was... When Ebola, too. Ebola, Ebola, but, you know, that was only in certain areas. And so, but now that it was, like, worldwide, you know, it, it's, anything scares them, you know. Yeah. The media reports something, and know. That's, that's how my mom is. Like, they'll report something like... This, this, and this. I'm like, no, I'm like stop listening to <laughs> them, <mom>. yeah.
1: <laughs> Tell them. yeah, <laughs> No, yeah.
2: definitely, definitely. And even back then, you know, with the HIV pandemic or Ebola. Um, but I mean, back in the day, if anything did happen, media wasn't as strong as it is now. Like nowadays, I mean, Scar, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Media is just it penetrates our lives yeah. immensely, and and we just have to decide what to pick out and what we want to believe.
0: Yeah, because uh, I tell people all the time like now you can reach thousands within, within seconds, yeah. you know, like, before you had to wait for the news to air, the paper to arrive, uh, yeah. you know, and, like, things like that. Um, let's also get to the questions. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, uh, the Mescalo Moguls page, we, sometimes I have polls and stuff there, and I had a poll asking, you know, if they had any questions based off COVID, and we got a few. We're going to hit you with them. I mean, I, I Dale. said, I said, said, Dale, papi. what does COVID do exactly?
2: That's, you know, I think we've been hitting some of the symptoms already. Um, I just
0: don't want them to be like, you didn't ask me question. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's a virus. So it's not something you're going to be able to kill with an antibiotic. Um, so once it hits your body, it can cause different things depending on your immune system. It could cause fever, chills, cough. One of the, dominant symptoms is shortness of breath. If you're getting affected by it severely, your oxygen levels are going to drop. Um, you can also have muscle pain, joint pain, you know, stuff, your body is responding to try to get rid of the of the virus. But definitely um, one of the leading leading symptoms is shortness of breath.
0: Okay. Yeah, because that that's what hit my dad the hardest because he ended up getting it. He had a – they put him on this one machine – they actually sent him home because he didn't want to be at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like he was going to leave regardless, but they let him go home with this.
2: Like a BiPAP or a CPAP?
1: Yeah, something
0: like that just Wait,
2: for the oxygen. Yeah, they could
1: do that? Yeah, like yeah. If, yeah, they, keep, if they, they didn't want to be at the hospital, they could go home like, with yeah, absolutely.
2: Abso- no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my dad I was going to leave. Have, was, he was, he was like, as oh, a patient, oh, you, you have that, rights. That. Yeah, absolutely. You have all the rights as a patient. You can decide to be admitted or not. True. They're not going to force you to stay. In the hospital. I
1: did not know that. I thought that if you had COVID, you were, like, on lockdown.
0: Yeah, and that's what I figured. So, like, I remember I got a message. It was, like, 3 in the morning. Uh, it was my sister. She was like, hey, like, dad wants to go get um, tested. I was like, what the fuck? You know, and it's not like I can go to the hospital and be like, is he okay? And I'm on. Yeah. I couldn't sleep after that. And then later on, like, I had to wait. I tried, trying to call my mom. She's not picking up. And, like, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, you know, My mom called me, and she was like, "Oh, they let him go home." I'm like, "What? Does he not have it? No, he has it. But they let him go home." And then I know how I know how my dad is. He he hates hospitals. Like, absolutely hates them. He's like, "I'm not gonna be here." He's like, "Whatever I need to do to go home." He's like, "Cool, let's make it happen." But I'm not gonna be at the hospital because, I mean, you even talked about earlier. It was kind of depressing, you know, because you're there by yourself, and Mm -hmm. he'd rather. He's like, "I'd rather." be in my own home.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm sure the doctors advise them to stay home. Mm-hmm. Don't go out. You're infected. Um, and your family, whoever lives with him, you know, try to probably wear a mask when you're around him, you know. They're still going to tell you to follow the, the precautions. And if anything were to have happened to him, like um, let's say he was having a really hard time breathing, they would have told you, hey, bring him back as soon as anything changes. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm glad your, your dad's doing better. Than oh,
0: him. yes. Trust me. I, yeah, I was so. freaking out. Like I didn't show it to him mm-hmm. just because i'm like uh, he, like i want him to be like uh, it's weird like you don't want to freak out in front yeah. of him but you like, have to inside, put a strong front i'm like freaking out because yeah. i know he has those underlying health issues and i'm like just keep positive oh yeah yeah so uh i'm glad he's doing a lot better he's doing great mm-hmm. shout out to Scarface's dad exactly yeah <laughs> he's, absolutely he, he's beat like if i i don't want to say all his other stuff that he's gotten but he's beat so much stuff and that's awesome strong it's man cr- oh it's crazy So the next question is, we already hit, I'm going to ask it, but we already covered it. So we're not going to go into depth. Does the vaccine work? And what are the side effects? Just so people aren't like, you didn't ask my question. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we'll go on to the next one. Uh, Did the virus come from a lab? That's one of uh, those conspiracy theories. Yeah,
2: You know, I, regardless of what I believe, um, I think that's a conspiracy theory, whether it did or it didn't. Both of them are going to be strong, opinionated Sides. What so, you
1: believe or what you know?
2: No, what I believe. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there's enough evidence would that be, I know uh, that I know of yeah. um that I would be like, oh yes, I know for sure it did not. Sure. I know for sure it did. Um I don't think there's enough evidence out there. But
0: question would you be able to tell if it was?
2: Me? No personally like, uh, or scientists. Or, I, I think they could they could definitely um, tell if it was engineered in the lab or if it was naturally occurring. That's great. From
0: insert Susp- suspenseful music here.
1: Dun, dun, dun. It's
0: like, I'll do, it, no, I'll, put, I'll do it in post. I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that wasn't good enough? No. Not, <laughs> yeah. No, I actually laughed. It, it didn't help. <laughs> so you, you would be able to tell? Yes. Yes. The, okay. I,
2: I, I believe that. I mean, studying the, the genomes of the, of the virus up to the molecular level, um, DNA level, I think they'd be able to tell if it was engineered in a lab or if it was naturally occurring. See? So Wow.
1: What, what's the next question?
0: Okay, the next question is: uh, When can we expect to go back to normal? I mean, I don't know if you yeah, would no, be able to I answer
2: that. no, I you know, like I told you, it, that's a crystal ball question, and yeah. not everyone can see me, but I do not have a crystal ball in front of me. So, <laughs> um, I think if we all follow a protocol, you know, try to social distance, you know, try to wear your mask. Once we get the vaccine out rolling we'll to the general public, you know, get more of the population vaccinated. I think it's it's it could happen, not soon, but sooner than we thought because the vaccine was developed at a at a rapid speed. So,
0: yeah. See, and that that was one question that I had is like, um, how like because before the other viruses, it, it took a little bit longer to get a vaccine, and then this one was able to be developed super quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, not super quick, but it did take quicker quicker than than usual
2: right is it just because
0: of advancement in technology
2: i think definitely that has a lot to do with it another thing is that it's a different type of vaccine you know like the flu virus a lot of the times it's a live vaccine a virus that they're um well not live virus that they're injecting in you but this one is different because it's it's the instructions to make the protein from the coronavirus and that's one of the things that really helped develop this vaccine because there are already coronaviruses out there it's a family of viruses that are causing the common, like the common cold mm-hmm. so we already know what the virus looked like before corona covid 19 hit mm-hmm. it's just a different mutation of it. it's a different type of coronavirus so we already know what it looked like it has a spike protein so it helped develop the the vaccine quicker
0: okay all right thanks wow. all right and is there long-term effects with covid i mean we haven't been in this pandemic long enough to I mean, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. to be, to see long-term effects, but is there, do you think Absolutely. There will Absolutely. Oh
2: my goodness. This is one of the topics I have been most interested in the last few months. So with COVID, we are seeing COVID-19 long haulers, which means that they are still showing symptoms of COVID in their bodies that come and go, but they don't have active coronavirus 19 in them. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of research going on into them. I mean, it's a whole different way of treating the patients. I follow this doctor. I think his name is Bruce Patterson. He is a brilliant man who was also involved with the HIV pandemic. And it's the research going on behind this on how to treat the patients that are coming back with all these different combination of symptoms from muscle pain to joint pain, to shortness of breath, to cough, fever, chills, all of these things that could show when you have active COVID are still showing up and you are, you no longer have active COVID in your body. Mm-hmm. So what, what's going on with the patients, what is going on with them that is causing them to still hold on to the, to the virus in their body and show and manifest the, these symptoms. And it's incredible all the amount of research that is going on because a lot of the patients that are going back to their practitioners the doctors can't figure out what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. because, oh, it's not COVID. We tested; They're negative. They've had it before, but it was nine, 12 months ago. You know, it was last year. So what's going on? And it's so interesting, everything that's going on, to try to figure out how to treat the long haulers. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, because there's some people that I, I know to this day that still have... Uh, smelling issues or, like, taste issues. And mm-hmm. that that's what you said, that they're, going, yeah, that they're looking definitely. to see what. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, I think – and this doctor, actually, he's so good. And um, the study he did, I don't remember how many people were involved, but about 5% of them, just their smell and taste has not returned. And obviously, you know, we haven't been um, – they haven't been dealing with COVID long enough to know if it will return or mm-hmm. not, but it just hasn't up until this, this day.
1: Based so. on, like, research that they've done, is it th- – like the long hauls that like you said, it, can it be permanent? That that's
2: that that, that's a, that's a hard one. They're trying to see if there is any kind of hope for these long haulers to try to see what medication sure. is is going to work with them. And now another question, like that, I have been thinking is, are they getting treated long enough at the hospital? You know, we're trying to get patients out of the hospital because um. we're not. You know, every hospital is going to try to get as soon as the patient starts feeling better, send them home. You know, because right. infection issues and stuff. So. Could a patient benefit from an, a week or two more of medication and therapy? Could when do you start treatment? When do you end treatment? What is going to help a person not become a COVID nineteen long hauler? Yeah. These are all like questions that that pop into my head, and you know, I research, and sure. and it's yeah, it's really interesting to to yeah.
0: that was actually one of my questions, uh, and you answered it was I know some people who still go through that and still to this day it's been months since mm-hmm. they had covid and they still have a trouble like tasting and smelling and or catching uh, their breath yeah. you know at
2: times yeah Dang. yeah and it's and it's not it's not normal that their bodies are doing this but it's common mm-hmm. because so many people have been infected with it that we're seeing it more and more in in the in the infected population
0: yeah, and that, that's funny because that was the next question. I'm going to ask it even though uh, we answered it, just so you guys didn't say. It. Uh, how come people I still know have COVID, COVID symptoms? Why do they still have problems with smell and taste? Which is, you know, I'm pretty sure it's common because people are asking it. And I even had the same question mm-hmm. because I know some people with that similar situation. So it's yeah. still
1: that's a long haul
0: you're talking about long right? haulers, yeah.
2: absolutely. And and I mean, if you're really concerned about it, talk to your pre- to your doctor, you know, your primary care doctor, and see if there's anything any therapies or anything you can do, home remedies, and to help you get that your scent and your taste back.
1: Do you get a lot of people like that reach out to you? Personally, oh yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely it's like, hey, and i'm like out? yeah
2: <laughs> yeah and all i can do is I'm, I'm like i'm not a doctor yet i wish i could help you but hey contact your primary physician and sometimes you know a lot of our hispanic population they don't have a primary yeah. doctor yeah. so then i refer them to clinics i'm like hey this is a good doctor yeah, yeah. this is a good doctor That's awesome. and and so it's it's all i can do right now yeah. it's all i can do and hopefully one day i can do more
0: That's so awesome. i have a question just be like do mask work?
1: Oh yes. Does hand,
0: hand sanitizer you read work. My mind. Uh, and then does washing your hand for like thirty seconds? I mean, even though you should be washing your hands for a good amount of time, mm-hmm. does that help kill any sort of virus that, like, say, is on you? And is the mask going to help prevent you from getting COVID?
2: Absolutely. You know, the hand washing thing. <clears throat> um, yes, it does help. And a lot of the times, it's not just the the um, soap and the water, but the friction and the time of rubbing that you're doing Whoa. a lot of the viruses are going to stick on your hand regardless if you use you know a good soap and water for 10 seconds they're going to stick on I your hand like yeah, exactly <laughs> you need that friction you need that friction to kill the virus and get it off of your hands
1: okay. same rule like 20 seconds to a minute washing your hands
2: right yeah i mean the longer you do it the more likely your hands are going to be cleaner right because of that friction, because it, the the bacterias and viruses can stick onto your hands. So, yes, hand washing, definitely do it if you haven't been doing so already. Um, masks, yes, they, they absolutely work. Depending on the mask you use, you know, N95, level 3, or level 1 masks. Cloth i mean well it's because bandana
0: well yeah because that's what you see when you go to the stores you Mm -hmm. see cloth ones people the ones people made Mm -hmm. uh i rarely see n95 masks
2: Mm -hmm. yeah um or any any other kind of masks Mm -hmm. you see a lot of just different design masks now because everyone wants to have their own style and trendy and stuff yeah i that's actually
1: really interesting i feel like it's come to a point where it's not really so much it's a fashion statement now Yeah, it's a fashion outfit (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. yeah but you know they work if they didn't we would not be required to wear masks with covid patients with c-diff patients with you know other patients who have other other um, diseases that can get us sick you know obviously they're going to work they're going to protect you they're going to protect the patient Mm -hmm. so yeah they they show highly effective if both parties wear them so that's why it's important for for everyone to still to still wear them even if even if the mandates have have lifted
0: so do you think this is true, just because this is the way my tiny little brain thinks? <laughs> um, if you're wearing a mask, right, and then you just stuff it in your pocket and then pull it out later, like for a week, don't you have a b- bunch of bacteria on that mask yeah, already?
2: Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you want you want to let that mask breathe. Because people don't wash them. There's, I know
0: some people that don't yeah, wash them. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you want to let that mask breathe. And if you can and wash that can it... Get you
0: sick. Like, not COVID sick, but it can get you sick.
2: I mean, some other kind of sick. Or maybe even just cause some kind of breakout on your skin because of the bacteria. You know, you might get a little zit or something. Mm-hmm. But you, at least, if you can wash it, wash it. If it's, you know, fabric. But if it's a medical mask, just reuse. every One time use, mm-hmm. you know, or one day use. Um, but don't stuff it in a place where it's, it's heated or moist. Because that's where bacteria thrives.
0: Yeah, because I was like, why... I- I see people putting it in their pockets, and then they'll, they'll just reuse it and reuse it and reuse it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, aren't can't that still get you sick? Not COVID, sick, not COVID, like sick, I said, yeah. but, but I mean, there's
2: other little bacteria that can grow, and and I'm telling you, like, if anything, you might get some breakout on your skin, and or who knows, you might have something in your pocket that can give you like a cold or you know some other kind sure. of bacteria going on in there, and you're gonna breathe it in. Or
0: okay, and does the hand sanitizer kill the virus?
2: The COVID 19 virus. Yeah. Um, or is
0: that the point, you know, how it says 99.9%. Yeah. So is that the point? Yeah. 1%? I mean, it's
2: effective to kill a lot of bacteria and some viruses. So, I mean, if, as long as you're still using it, you're lowering your risk of getting anything else. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, still use antibacterial. If your hands are soiled, wash your hands, Yeah, use yeah. the mask. So, I mean, they're just, you know, public health things that are, that are out there to help you not get sick of other things, not just COVID, you
1: yeah. know? I have a question. Do you think, this is more like a personal opinion than a, a professional opinion. Do you think it was too soon? Because um, just the other day, uh, Texas lifted their. And Mississippi. Oh, and Mississippi. Yeah, Texas and Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Okay. They lifted, you know, all their uh, rules and stuff. Do you think it's too soon, especially where Idaho lifted it quite a bit ago?
2: Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Yeah. I do. And more than anything, just because I'm in the hospital firsthand, first line of defense. I mean, um, the hospital has has posted it. You know, we go from a few patients to more patients. And could it be because the mask mandate has lifted? Maybe. Could it be because um, the New Year's Eve parties and stuff? Maybe, you know, Valentine's, all that. Um, But the more patients we see at the hospital, the more it's like, ah. Yeah, you know, the public has a lot to do with that.
1: Yeah. I think it's super interesting, too. You know, we were talking about phones earlier. I've, I don't know why. I just have, like, this weird myth that... Because uh, phones contain a lot of bacteria. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. And if you think about it, like, you touch your phone. Like, you touch a door handle and... Then you touch your phone. Then you touch your phone. And then, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it it just blows my mind. Absolutely. There's some things that I don't touch, especially the the escalators.
0: Like when you go to, I mean, we don't have them here. But when you go to like the bigger cities, watch everyone, everyone that gets on the escalators instantly.
1: Right there. Yeah.
0: And I stopped doing that a long time ago because uh, an ex that I was with, her cousin, every time I would put my hand there, she would slap me hard. (laughs) She's like, you know how many people touch that thing? And then you, you start thinking about it. You're like, you know what, you're right. And then you start seeing yeah. other people just like grab their mm-hmm. face and like they're sick, coughing their hand, and then they'll grab it.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's just things that you become more aware of. I think since COVID-19 hit that you're more self-conscious about things you touch and what you see people Germ um, do. Yeah, I mean, like even at the grocery store, I'm like, oh, do I like this watermelon? I'm not going to touch it unless I'm sure, you know, stuff like that. And before I was like, I, do I like this one? Do I like this one? You know, I was touching produce to see what I like best. And now I'm like, oh, how many people are not or touching like the my mid- with, food? With
1: watermelon where you like knock on it and see you're like, it's good. Yeah, and knock back
2: at me.
0: Now you just have to look at it be like, that one looks That's like. It's kind of it's not really well. <laughs> Yeah,
2: no, absolutely. Like it's things that I'm more self conscious um, since COVID nineteen, and you know, even because of what I'm what I'm studying. But still, it's it's things that we we're more aware of now.
1: Now I, it's funny. So now I actually flush the toilet with my feet. That's a dead ass true story.
2: That's like, good. No, that's good
1: COVID though. Uh, just because it's gross, I think, and I think COVID too. It was just more more the COVID. Yes, yeah, so yeah. with my feet, I I like I'll be done, you know, I'll finish. Yeah, like, wipe what I need to wipe, and then, um, I flush with my feet. <laughs> no, that's that's good. That <laughs> I like I is, really yeah, like the same. sensor ones. I I love mm-hmm. the sensor ones because they just
0: flush on their own. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I used to do
0: the same too, and the reason I don't do it here is because I see the janitor like almost every night. He goes there and deep cleans the the bathrooms. That's awesome. So uh, you know, like he's actually cleaning, yeah. not mm-hmm. like some other place where they just clean it maybe once a once yeah. a week absolutely that's a little fun that's tmi but
2: <laughs> but it's I mean, good to know fernando now we know
0: i mean you should i mean cause some of these bathrooms are, are kind of gross true so i had a question um on the six feet thing does that even work or is it just so you don't get close to other people
2: and that's just so you don't get close to other people because covid19 travels through um respiratory droplets so like spit and um you so know if you sneeze or coughing so it, it's not airborne So it's not like it's not out here traveling in the air right
1: now. Wait, so the whole six feet thing, it's not like you have to keep six feet or else you'll get it type of thing?
2: No, it's well, yes, basically, because if I'm standing right next to you and I'm infected and I'm talking and I spit on you, yeah, you can get it from me. And my spit probably won't travel six feet. But
1: they say that like a cough or a sneeze and stuff travels fifteen.
2: Oh, it could 16. be fifteen. Yeah, I mean, like that. me, I <laughs> sneeze and I'm like, mm-hmm, right here. <laughs> My <laughs> travels maybe in. one one foot.
1: <laughs> that's so interesting. Does but, it travel that far? It can. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it can
2: right. travel. It can travel up to ten. You know. I hate years, when
1: you it's... sneeze like with your mask on, and then it's like all wet and gross. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 it's like oh, I gotta get a new one. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but that's why because the six feet is because the. The virus travels through respiratory droplets.
1: So is is it okay to not respect the six feet rule if you have a mask on?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything is going to work together. You know, the mask, the social distancing, the hand washing. But, right. you know, if you can't respect the social distancing, then, yeah, you know, a mask is appropriate. Interesting.
0: Yeah, because I remember when I flew to Texas, they put somebody next to me, but they didn't put anybody in front of me. They're willing to put people next to you, but not like in front of you or behind you it's, it's kind of oh. weird. Oh,
1: that's hmm. interesting. Yeah, that is.
0: But it, it's all it's different. Uh on my way back from Texas, it was uh one person in like
1: like one in one.
0: Yeah. One person here, no one, one person, no one. Oh. But it was weird the, the from it was actually from Idaho Falls to Salt Lake, yeah, where they put me next to somebody. The lady was like super awesome too, but at, at that time I'm like, hey, like back up. <laughs> you know over out. there <laughs> yeah I know yeah but they made you wear the mask and everything it's, it's funny because I also witnessed a cool cool story there was a from Salt Lake to Texas there was this guy that didn't want to wear his mask like he wore it to get on and everything and then you know how the the flight attendants are doing their job and mm-hmm. they're told hey like people gotta wear the mask so uh, of course, you're going to respect them you because know, you don't want to give them a hard time. Yeah. and It's not up to them either. Yeah. There was a guy, he, he just, as soon as we took off, he like took it off and he just like said it there. And then this guy doing his job, he just comes over. He's like, hey, man, I need you to put the mask on. He's like, no, he's like, he, he goes off like uh, I have my rights, like this, this and that. And I'm like, "Bro, I even I was like, dude, just put your mask on. Like, it was a guy, Karen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, just put your, ma-. he's like, I'm trying to eat like this is and that. I was like. And the uh, flight attendant's like, you weren't eating. He's like, I just saw you here on your phone. And it's funny because as soon as we land, they're like, fine, don't wear your mask. And and as soon as we land, he puts it on and uh, we're all walking out. He, he was like like diagonally from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to see what happens. Uh, the flight attendant, they had like the police officers, you name it, all, all sorts of people there. And he's like, it's funny because like his attitude chilled out super quick he said man I was, i'm sorry man i was just eating and like it was getting in the way what do you want me to do oh but, they
1: were there for him yeah oh the police was yeah
0: because he was in front of me and i saw the that, oh. that flight attendant and he's and he's just like pointing like him, wow. him. whoa and like they pulled him to the side and there was like four cops there waiting for him and Certain. so so if you don't wear your mask when you're flying they put you on the no fly list so you That's can't fly So you That's can't fly through them anymore.
1: Crazy. That's I didn't know they intense. could do wait, there's such a thing? Yeah. No flight list?
0: Yeah, if you don't comply into their comply to their rules, they won't allow you to fly. Bro, I'm living them. under a rock. I don't know all <laughs> these things. <laughs> I, I didn't know that either I, until I didn't know. yeah, until that day because uh I'm like, dude, just you know when you sit there and you just like put your mask on, man. Like yeah. it's just Ooh, like an hour and a half on the flight, yeah. like mm-hmm. put it on. I you know, get the whole
1: eating part too.
0: Yeah, but they, they let you take it off when you eat when yeah. they give you your snack, but then you're supposed to put it right back, right on. back on. And like, it, to me, I'm like, I'll wear your mask. Cool, like it's gonna help protect yeah. other people. I'll wear it. No big S- deal. But so what he,
1: happened? Did they arrest him or?
0: I could have stayed there and like just been nosy, but <laughs> there the cops surrounded him. They asked for his ID, his passport, anything they had on. They they took they, t- they took his bag. And I don't know what oh. happened. I'm pretty sure he got in trouble, and they took down it. They wanted his ID, I'm pretty sure, to put him on that no-fly list. Yeah. Because they'll get your actual name with your ID and, what, sure. and whatnot. Wow. So Yeah, it was pretty intense. Wow. Definitely. Dude, you should have just been at cheese Mosul on I wanted to, but it, it was so funny that his attitude, he went from like, no, I have my rights, Mr. this tough and guy. that, to mm-hmm. like, hey, I was just eating, it was in the way, like, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Cause yeah, there's no joke in the airport.
2: Yeah, no, and that's a lot of the things that I've seen on social media. Like, you know, it's my right to not wear a mask if I want to get sick. I'll get sick mm. and stuff. But I, I guess I'm just biased because I've I've seen how bad it can get. But your rights, believe me, when you're intubated, when you're sedated, and you can't breathe on your own, your rights, believe me, they're they're not there. They're yeah. non-existent. Your nurses and your doctors are the ones taking care of you and to keep you alive. So your rights are, you know, we're still going to respect whatever your your Dang rights were before shit. that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just, it's a hard situation. It's, it's,
0: it's more to protect. Because,
2: the, because, just because you didn't want to wear a mask, yeah. you might have infected someone who is fighting for their life at the hospital right now. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. And it sucks because I know some people who passed away that, especially one really close one. Yeah. Uh, it sucked. And he. He had some health issues, and as soon as he got COVID, that was it. That was it. What was that? Yeah, so uh, just, you know, protect, help protect. Just stay away from other people yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, until, you know, they get the vaccine or whatnot. Me, I stay secluded either way. Like, I don't go out that much, though. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mainly in here. <laughs> I think every time you've seen me, like... Since then, I've been in here.
2: You're in here, yeah, and and you know that's one of the things that has hit our Hispanic community, not just nationwide, but in our state, is because we have so many underlying diseases to begin with. You know, diabetes and heart issues, diet, you know, kidney issues, and so COVID hits us, and it's it it kills our immune immune response and our immune system, and it it affects us. I mean, there's a lot of hospitalized patients nationwide that are Hispanic. I mean, the statistics are crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's because a lot of the Hispanic population won't seek out medical attention soon enough or we're just already affected by so many underlying conditions.
1: Not only that, but a lot of the times I think too, especially in the Hispanic community – they can't afford it Mm -hmm. yeah which is sad they don't qualify to like get some type of help either exactly which is so sad Mm -hmm. there's that and there's those hispanics who like my dad
0: will go to the hospital he has to be carried in practically Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like they wait until then they're like no i don't need no hospital yeah that's how my grandpa died a long time ago because he had diabetes and he didn't want to go to the hospital he didn't want to go we never like he, he was all the way in Mexico, so it was a little harder for us just to go and get him and take him. Mm-hmm. But we went for during December when a lot of Hispanics go. We got to see him one day, and he passed away the next day. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so just because he, he never wanted to go to the doctor. He's like, yeah. no. He's like, I'm fine. He's like, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's because we also have that mentality. Or some Hispanics have that mentality. They're like, I don't need no doctor. I don't need
2: a doctor, exactly. Or
0: they just, like you said, <laughs> they can't afford it. You know, yeah. I
2: think, bit, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, when essential jobs were still ongoing, you know, warehouses, yeah. agriculture, and all that. Th- these jobs aren't the best paying, and that's where a lot of our community works, and yeah. they're not going to be able to afford the medical care. Yeah. So
1: Especially with agriculture, too. I, mm-hmm. A lot of the times, it just really depends, right, who your employer is, but yeah. they don't have those benefits. Exactly. You're just kind of... They can't afford the to miss yeah. a day
2: either, you know?
1: Yep, yeah, bingo. And speaking, you were talking about mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think that our generation's mindset is so different than, you know, obviously than people who are elder, you know, than us. And then they see COVID way different. Mm-hmm. I feel like people who are older, they're just like, they want to do everything they can to, you know, be, be safe. And yeah. I think for me personally, it was just uh, – I don't know, I, I always had like my doubts about it, but I didn't want to really risk a whole lot because of a family member mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't have, I don't have somebody like my grandparents, for example, they're not here. So it wasn't something that I wasn't like too worried about infecting them. But I think that goes along with everybody is that mm-hmm. we were just, we're just kind of all scared. You know, we were, a lot of us were, I think okay to get it, but as long as we didn't give it to, you know, to someone else, to someone yeah, else. Exactly. And so, I don't know. I don't really understand when people <laughs> start doing protests of not having to wear a mask. Like, that to me was insane.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, if anything, it's a minor inconvenience, you know, where, yeah. but you get used to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you hear about the COVID parties in Rexburg?
2: No. I Wait, know. what? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what? Yeah. So there was, uh, uh,
0: especially right there at BY- BYU, all oh, to
2: sell their. Their blood because no, no, of the no, no. antibodies.
0: No, they they knew somebody who had COVID, so everyone would go and get infected, just get over with.
1: Oh my! Wait, oh. Th- so th- they were on the news, huh? Why do you think
0: Rexburg was the highest in like all Idaho? That's
1: That makes sense. They were on the news. I don't know what news mm-hmm. it was, but they were like on big time news. Yeah, so that's what they were doing. Well, the that students sense. were
2: trying to sell their blood too because of the antibodies. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that illegal
1: selling your blood?
2: <laughs> well, no, because the Red, Colle- the C- Red Cross was collecting oh. it. If you've been infected, you know they could use your, your oh, the, plasma. You the know, Red for... Cross was collecting mm-hmm. it, not like yeah. Well, they weren't like drying their own blood and selling it <laughs> on the streets now. But I mean, but that's why they were no, but that's why they were trying to get infected, they have a you know, to sell that.
1: <laughs> you want type A or type B? <laughs> no, and that's what he that instantly is thought. Image, yeah, that is the image. he
2: he had in his that's mind
1: what I, that's what i thought but anyways
0: no. yeah that's why they had i mean that's why they had the most cases that's what they were doing they didn't want to they wanted to get over it over with they wanted to they would have somebody who had covid everyone would go to the party mm-hmm. hang out have fun and then all of a sudden everybody got infected and then I, i'm pretty sure a lot of them were like oh i didn't get it or and they were not quarantine and so they're just, like, infecting other people. Infecting That's other people.
1: insane. That kind of makes me laugh. It's oh like, gosh. who who was the one who was like, yo, guys, I got COVID. Let's just all get infected and just, you know, that risk way, dying. That way we can party together.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. Like, the
1: party life is much more important than, oh, god. That was
2: probably their mentality, get it over with. and That's
1: crazy.
2: And get back to normal.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, but they didn't realize it takes a little bit for you to start getting symptoms. So <laughs> at one point, they're probably like, oh, I didn't get it.
1: Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. like
0: get a whole bunch of other people infected
1: yeah because
0: yeah. do you remember the off the top of your head do you, do you remember how many people each person could infect
2: it depends well now it depends on like you who doesn't go out much you're mm-hmm. probably going to infect maybe one two people mm-hmm. but other people if we go out more and we're going to infect more people
0: mm-hmm. yeah because i remember there was like numbers that came i can't remember them mm-hmm. off the top of my head they're like each like
2: person could or in, something yeah could
0: infect so so like a certain amount of people but
1: Yeah. Well I have a question real quick. What's the comparison? A lot a lot of people compare the coronavirus to like the flu. They say, Oh, uh, with the flu I have I, I've had the flu and stuff, like I won't get sick or mm-hmm. nothing will happen to me like
2: well, it's a, I mean? it's yeah, but it's a total different virus. You've got the coronavirus exactly. and you've got influenza. But um it just depends on your on your symptoms. And one of the biggest differences is shortness of breath. Mm. That that is one of the key indicators that you might have COVID. COVID. Um I mean you might get shortness of breath with influenza, but not as severe as with with mm. COVID. Um, wow. you know, fever's a little bit higher with with um COVID. So yeah. I mean, there are just different. They're very similar, but there are key differences that, and then then with the test, So yeah. you can you can determine if it's.
1: And with speaking parameter. of testing, like vaccines, what's the percentage of uh, the coronavirus being like helpful, or I don't know how to word it. Just you that, mean like the accuracy of the test? Yeah, like that it'll work. Didn't the they say it was like ninety nine point nine or something like that?
2: Of the test, like being the accurate. The Oh, the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it has like an if. Uh, efficacy of oh i don't know like 60 75 percent but that's that's the same with with even the flu you know it's not going to be 100 percent especially not with the mutations that are going on i don't know if you guys have been following that but there's a lot of mutations um going on with the coronavirus and then there are still studies going on to see if the vaccines that have developed and are out in in the public are going to be efficient with the new mutations
0: gotcha wasn't that in africa
2: Mm mm-hmm that there's oh, yeah. like a,
0: some sort of mutated version of the coronavirus out there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so th- they're trying to figure out
2: if if the vaccine is. So still if you've had
0: COVID, you know how they say if you had COVID, you can't get COVID again,
2: which is not true. It's not true. No, no.
1: no. I mean, no. it's
2: like the flu. You've had the flu, you can still get the flu again because the immunity is not going to last your entire life. Mm-hmm.
1: What about like the second wave they were talking about? Like it was if because a lot of people were saying if you got it once, like the second wave is going to come, especially in the winter because of. Of flu
2: season. But that's just because, you know, flu season comes in and, and COVID during the winter months. But, I mean, we already experienced the second wave. Right. You know? So, and and we didn't have a vaccine b- back then, you know, November, yeah. October when flu season starts. And we felt it. I mean, it was, a lot of the local hospitals felt the second wave. And I guess we'll just see how, how it turns out this year. Hopefully with, with the vaccine rolled out.
0: Yeah, and hopefully, because I know a lot of places want to start opening up, like events and things like that. So hopefully, yeah, we don't get like another huge spike in, yeah. in you know, especially deaths. Yeah, know, that, that's the biggest thing True. Sure. some people can't. They may have may have beat it the first time, but
1: well, you beat it the second time. The second time, time yeah,
2: it's it's hard and it's and it's difficult to know. Yeah. It's difficult to know
1: it blows my mind that in Texas um I, I saw they they did the speech and he's like every business is going to be 100% open mm-hmm. that blew my mind yeah I'm like yo yeah. Texas chill
2: <laughs> they've got they've got so many people in those metropolitan areas and
0: yeah see we'll see how it turns out cuz it, it just recently happened too mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. We'll, we'll see we'll see what All happens the here the numbers yeah. yeah in the next <laughs> few weeks but Diana Thank you for coming on. No, I appreciate thank you for having me. I've learned me. a lot. Me too. <laughs>
2: no, guys, thank you for having me. You guys ask amazing questions, and and thank you for inviting me. No, had, thank you. Thank fun. you. Uh,
0: that way, hope, hopefully, we, we help some people who had questions, similar questions, mm-hmm. uh, and can get, I mean, they can reach out to their local physician or whoever or if you guys know diana you know uh mm-hmm. she's not gonna diagnose anything for you but she will, will recommend yeah like, yeah things you can definitely
2: do. get some resources for you i'm always happy to help if i don't know where to get the information i will find it for you but definitely your primary physician is your first option whenever you you feel sick or anything like that so
0: cool Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you, Fernando, for coming and joining us. You guys are going to hear a lot more, Fernando. Thank you. (laughs) All right, and thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one. See you guys. Bye. Bye.